you have found a Texas Steampunk Connection. I'm Flavio. And I'm Fax. We are your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. Yes, we also review steampunk movies, books, comics, and games. Also, we're going to talk with celebrity guests from the local steampunk community. Alright, thank you for tuning in, and now on with the episode. Again, this is our episode 13 of Texas Steampunk Connection. How's everybody doing? Wait, I guess 13? Episode 13. So this is like a cursed episode? Well, we're not on a Friday. But It's not Friday the 13th. But, you know, 13 is hardly a lucky number. And we are in the middle of October now. Okay, how about we go 12 and a half? (laughs) (laughs) Like the 13th floor. Um, So, it's been two weeks. Like we said... (laughs) We we uh, we're recording this on a Friday. Oh sure, tell them our secrets. But you won't hear it until Monday. So, so, so if we get yeah. a little mixed up in our times, that's why. We're 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 in the past talking about the future, or the future talking about the past. We're, or, we're talking into the future. <laughs> so, this is like a time machine. Yeah. Only, only crappy. No. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we have some things to talk about. Um, first on our list is wait. We we have like. 70 likes? Oh, yeah, we're past 70. We're like almost to 80 likes now. We're getting up there. So, yeah, we want to thank all of you who have been on Facebook and liked us because that makes makes us feel like people like us. Yeah, (laughs) it says so right there on the page. People like us. So be sure to tell your friends. Yes, we. I mean, let's let's go for that. We're at 77 likes. Four people new this week. (laughs) Thanks, four people. Also, the 70... Four minus seven. Uh, Seventy-three. All those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're moving on, moving on up. Let's let's go for that hundred. You know, I, I'd be happy when we get a hundred. You know, I'd be happy. It makes Flavio feel good. Yes. I mean, I feel good now, but I feel even better at a hundred. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So this week we're going to talk about books and uh, games and comic books. And you know the regular stuff. Stuff. But we don't have any interviews this week. Not, um, not, not yet. But uh, I have some on the horizon. Yes, yes. Uh, plans, plans in the making. Oh, what want to talk about? Well, one of the things you wanted to talk about last time, and we missed it, was the the gondola system coming to maybe be, might be thinking oh, about yeah, coming yeah. to town. So yeah, I heard about this on the radio. I had to look further into it a little. Like you Googled it. Um, <laughs> Google knows everything. But uh, yeah, uh, so we we live in Austin. I, yes, we, we mentioned that pretty regularly. Austin, Texas, and Austin is experiencing insane amounts of growth our city cannot keep up with it our highways cannot keep up with it traffic is terrible and getting worse and by, yeah by the getting day. worse every day i've been driving through it for the past week and it's driving me nuts yeah that, it's this, of course that, it's, it's this been bad for story. as long as i can remember here in austin though 35 is not has always been bad but the, the, but you the, grew up the concept of bad has just gotten worse <laughs> we thought it was bad and then it, and then it got bad Oh, but then it wasn't that bad because then it got really bad. Again, and every yeah. di- every time it's bad. Well, because I remember bad a time in, when I fr- when I was living in Austin before it it took me a couple times. It took me like three hours to get through town. In the past, that's rough. That's I've, rough. I've, rough. I've had days like that. You know, and today it took me an hour and a half, and that still felt pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so 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 the city is looking for uh, ways to to uh, handle. This new congestion. Another we really way. don't have a lot of places to expand our, our roads. So what what you gonna do? Well, uh, let's we, see. They tried the, the metro it, rail. The, the metro rail, though. Oh, that didn't really help much. Then they tried building around around it by putting a toll road around town. That which, doesn't. That hasn't helped any. Uses yeah. Because it's a toll road, and uh, so yeah. So two failed attempts. I I don't know. I I see people on the on the metro rail. Um, but it's very limited. Uh, yeah, it, it is a solution, not the solution. Which, uh, and, and so we're bringing up this other idea that is also not the solution, but a solution. It's a much um, cooler solution. This this <laughs> is so cool. So uh, they just approved a uh, a study uh, at a cost of fifteen thousand dollars. Just to, to think about it. <laughs> to look at what they are calling the wire. Which is an elevated cable car or gondola system to move people through town 
above the roads in in cable cars. That in, would be awesome. Like like going up the sides of of uh, the mountains for ski lifts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only only you know over the river and you know past the highways and into downtown, um, which just seemed to me so so very deliciously bizarre. It, <laughs> and, it would definitely be a sight to see. Um, and, and and very uh, easily to e- easy to to put into a steampunk bent. Yes, right? definitely. Uh, all, all of your friends and yourself in, in your dressed top up hats and, <laughs> and and bustles getting onto the gondola with the local homeless guy in the corner. Going, <laughs> oh man, what is going on? <laughs> that would be. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember. I mean, well, we haven't quite done it yet, but we were thinking about riding the the, the, the rail system in our outfits just because we, it's a train. <laughs> we, we have yet to get onto this the uh, metro rail uh, in Austin. Um, just because, mostly we're, because the the hours they have, yeah, they don't work are, very well. Kind of terrible, um, and they don't go anywhere near our houses. Uh, so we just we just haven't made it happen. Right. One of these days, maybe, possibly. But uh, yeah, so they're talking. The, they're calling this new thing the wire. Does it say like any kind of routes, like from where to where, or they're just gonna? Oh, they're... I think that's gonna be part of the study. Oh, okay, you know where can they best use it? Um, and so they they don't get any really real specifics at this point. But just the idea of it's pretty cool. But they're, oh, well, here we go. Nineteen stops that go from Slaughter Lane to downtown UT campus, uh, over South First Street. Well, that doesn't help us up north. No, no. But it's something. Yeah, it's something. it's it's an idea. I like it. I mean, but because I guess well, the rail system doesn't go south; it just goes downtown and north. That's true. So maybe it goes way north. Yeah, it like, goes pretty I far don't north. Know how far? Like could... Cedar Park north. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's their 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 answer for the south side, south of the river. Maybe. Or south maybe. of downtown. And I bet you know. Anyway, it looks like it'd be cool. I mean, I've seen pictures. It looks pretty big. Uh, well, well, maybe not big. So but far, I mean, their concept just... drawing will kind of right. <laughs> but that's going to be cool. Something to look forward to. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. Let's hope can, they do. Can you imagine elevated gondola cars just moving along above First Street all the way down? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you if you uh, think this is neat or you have any other ideas, by all means, uh, give us a comment. Tell us how, what you think about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. And would you would you dress up and ride it just because? <laughs> <laughs> just because. It's just a cool thing to do. What else is going on? What, what have we got here? Um, well, there's a pile of stuff. Yeah, we got piles of stuff. Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna start off. Let's go ahead and I'm gonna review this comic book that I read. Okay. Comic book series. So far, there's been six issues. It's called Ether and Empire. Is that A, an E, or well, an A-E? A- I think it's Ether. It could be Aether. <laughs> you know that, that A with the E with the, attached to it? I yeah, don't even... I see that often. How do you Google that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's it's uh, published by Blue Juice Comics. Oh, they make called... the best comics. <laughs> um, the writer is Mike Horan. Pencils by pencils and inks by Bong Bong T Bong Tai Dazo Dazo. Okay. And color and cover by Tim Yates. Bong Tai Dazo. Pencils and That's inks. I'm, 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 he's the artist, apparently. I mean, pencils is the art, and inks is yeah. someone else colored it. <laughs> but, okay. But anyway, so basically the series is, it's, it's uh, Victorian England. That's when it's, it's in. Um, <laughs> they sent a mission to Mars, and they lost contact with it. So now they're sending another ship, a steam-powered ship, in the space to Mars <laughs> to find out what happened to their, their, their first mission. I approve. I approve <laughs> of this message. So, and it, it's, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, obviously the concept of steam-powered in space is kind of weird. But it, you know, it's a comic book. What are you, what are you going to well, say? You know, <laughs> it's not through space; it's through ether. Right, through the ether, right? Which is what is between planets. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they send they send the colonial marines to go find out what happens to these to their expedition to Mars, and of course they run across aliens. 
I would be disappointed if they didn't. Yes, you know, not just Martians, but other aliens. There were aliens who were invading Mars. <laughs> now there's an interesting twist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, I mean, it's 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 what you ex- it it turns into a, a you know, colonial marines fighting aliens. You know, kind of like uh, you know, they don't their weapons aren't any special. The only major steampunk technology they're using is their spaceship. <laughs> you know, they I mean they don't have any special technologies, you know, steampunk weapons or anything. But the fact that they have a steam powered spaceship going to Mars <laughs> is pretty cool, <laughs> you know. And it's you know, and so what do see, the aliens look like? That's that's you know Whoa. Yep, there okay, they are. So they're they're sort of uh they're they're bipedal humanoid you with, know, as two arms, two legs and what looks like might be a head. Yeah, with uh, some kind of tusk or something teeth. Coming out of their mouths, or, or Let's see. fingers, finger lips. Let's see, there's another Fantastic picture of it. Mustaches oh, somebody got assimilated by one, by the way, as well. Whoa! <laughs> there they are. Those are, those are those are faces right there. Big eyes, big teeth. You know, elongated head. Good stuff. So, but you know, they're not are the, Martians. Those, no, those are not. These are the Martians. These green guys. They're actually little green men. <laughs> the Martians are actually little green men. They also have elongated heads, kind of like yeah. the alien. The but wh- they're not vicious. They are. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but the Martians are actually nice. They're friendly you, to us. They're... You know, if you look at the, the the two races you you're looking at there, they're more similar to each other than we are. True, we are the freaks. Yep, but they, <laughs> it, it turns. It, I mean, like I said, and apparently we're the only ones who own clothing. <laughs> the rest of the universe are nudists. <laughs> well, you know, I guess when you're an alien, you don't need clothes. But yeah, I, mean, I have no there's some kind of I don't know. I don't know what to say. Never mind. I don't know what I said. But yeah, I mean, you know, and it's it's and the aliens are also assimilating the humans and making hybrids and it, it's just all it's all it's all it all gets crazy. But in the end, you know, they win because they're the colonial marines. Woo-hoo! <laughs> you know? But I mean, I I really enjoyed the comic. This this uh, so far there's been six issues. I'm sure it'll be collected into a, a book. Um, this was in the volume one, so that's that, that mean that indicates to me there's going to be more. <laughs> and these are high gloss, full color yep. uh, pictures. The the, the uh, character designs are really nice. Uh, th- this is a nice. Uh, it's a nice, comic. nice piece of work. There's their ship. That's the that's the steam powered ship right there. Okay. <laughs> you know? I, I can definitely see getting this uh, in in the graphic novel form if it comes out that way. I don't collect comics myself because. They're too small. <laughs> they do take up a lot of room. I've been collecting for a long time. But, yeah, I recommend it. I give it a thumbs up. Um, it's definitely steampunk. I mean, it's Victorian. It's... And they've got a big spaceship gadget, steam-powered spaceship. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I still stumble over the word punk in this space. It's more like steam, steam sci-fi, <laughs> I guess you can say. So, like steam opera. Yeah, steam opera, steam sci-fi. Um I, I, I'm finding it very difficult to find actual punk in any of my steampunk. <laughs> and that's um, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, we're, we're using this as a, as a sort of rule of thumb, mm-hmm. and not everything falls into it easily. So right. Be... Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Maybe I just don't know what real punk is, because I've never been a punk. <laughs> I never listened to punk music. Um, <laughs> you know, so maybe I just don't know what punk is, but, you know, I wouldn't see it. I wouldn't know if I look at it, you know. I think you understand what anti-establishment exactly, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know. but in most anti-establishment books, I mean, any of the books I've read, the closest anti-establishment I've read is simply someone's just trying to bring down the empire. You know, the bad guy is you know the bad guy in the comic or Rebels. novels are just trying to destroy the the English empire. You know, that's this about as punk as I can find oh, anti-establishment. But, the bad, but they're making him the bad guy, right? Exactly. Well, that's not punk. exactly. That's the closest I've ever found in any of the books I've read so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but yes, the Ether and Empire. Um, Blue Juice Comics. I'm, I'm almost, you know, there's a good chance they're gonna they're gonna make a graphic novel, you know, collected edition of this series. So far, six issues out. Um, that was into chapter one. I'm assuming there's gonna be more because, you know, why why would they say into chapter one, right? <laughs> but I enjoyed it a lot. I recommend it. So um, apparently, cool. you've read a book that you're not too happy with. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> We're just gonna jump right into that. Okay. Yeah. Well, what else do you want to do? Um. So. Most of the things we review here, uh, we usually like. I think normally uh, we're pretty. There's, we're pretty there's open one that I was kind of to... eh, almost pretty much barely liked. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, so uh, I found this book when we were at uh, in New Orleans. 
in uh, Las Vegas. Mm, yes. Last, last spring, um, I met uh, Ener Mercer, the uh, writer of the Gearsman's Apprentice, a Gears and Gunfighters novel. Oh, I think I have this one also. <laughs> uh, this is the first of a trilogy, the second trilogy he has written, and uh, uh, you know I had finished my last book, so I picked it up and I thought I'd give it a shot. Um, and it is really not grabbing me. Um, I, I've been struggling through it. I am at about, I'm only at halfway through the book um, because it is going slow because I'm not digging it. It's a struggle, huh? Okay. Uh, the, the main character, um, Colleen, uh, the first thing you know about her. Okay, now we try to make this show all ages, but I'm going to use some colorful language. <laughs> uh, she is. She is earmuffs, kids. Earmuffs. She is a a prostitute in New Orleans, and the first thing you learn about her is she does not like to take it in the backside. (laughs) That that is the first thing you learn in the first. Well, I guess that's that's a good thing. Get that established right off the bat. Okay. (laughs) Um, she's a really rough girl working for some, you know, sleazy, uh, um, body house brutes you know uh-huh. um and they kick her out and the, because of that one dislike be, because she wouldn't you know oh, okay do the work the oh. way they thought that she should um and the next thing she does is she rips off some poor schmuck who uh has a broken down mechanical horse and she steals his coat and runs off into the street which means you know she's dishonest and a thief she's she's a thief she's you know, a dock worker. That I just didn't find anything to like about her. Um, and you're halfway through the book, and it hasn't gotten any better. It, it hasn't gotten any better. Uh, she's. It establishes that she's got a, a certain small talent for uh, gear work and, and building mechanisms, and uh, that word gets back to the master gearsmith, who uh, would like. You know, obviously he wants to take her as an apprentice. But instead of just doing the logical thing that we would do, would be come up to the girl and say, hey, I've got a great idea, an offer here that I think you're really going to like that doesn't involve that thing that you don't really like. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. He he has the the brutish, the, the thugs who she was working for, track her down, tie her up, and he buys her from them. Uh-huh. And then and it's sort of a Fifty Shades of Grey meets, you know, uh, <laughs> Robert Heinlein, I'm the old smarty guy and I'm going to tell you about the ways of the world. Not, not, in a, not in a tawdry sexual way. He's just like, you know, he's the teacher and she's the student and he treats her like crap. <laughs> because because she, I, I just, oh it doesn't it, make any sense it, it why feels he, very very uh very demeaning to her apparently de- demeaning to her to women in general and i i think mr mercer was trying to establish this as as part of the world but it's really heavy-handed um and and i really haven't found anything about any character that i can like or want to know more about. Hmm. He's not a bad writer. He establishes the world well, um, mostly. They are supposed to be in New Orleans, but he never talks about all the cool things about New Orleans. So it could just be any generic city then? It's it's any generic city. I never got really a feel for um, the the fact that it's a, a... Port town, I mean, it, it is, but it, that's not terribly important. It could have been a West Texas town. It could be anywhere, um, which is which is unfortunate because New Orleans is awesome. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's wow, it's just sort of painfully slow. It doesn't sound anything like that when they describe it here. I mean, it's just like she's given a chance of a lifetime. It's more like she's just she was kidnapped and she's, forced to work for the guy. She's kidnapped and forced to work for this guy. <laughs> That's not a chance of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I uh, it could have been done. I want. I would have liked to see it done very different. 
And for her to be, you know, in some way likable. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time because I don't want to hate this book. But but um, you're starting to hate the book. <laughs> but I, I don't look forward to reading the the chapters as they come up the i guess i guess the upside is that it is a short book it's not even <laughs> it's gonna be over pages. quickly <laughs> um so you know i i'm going to finish it i probably will not uh, continue in the next two books after this um because wow that's rough because <sighs> well that that's that's the risk you take when yeah. you find a, a new author right uh who's who's already got six books out <laughs> he oh. wants you to buy them all. And, and you but if you don't like to, the first one, it's hard. Them, yeah. Let me buy one and see if see if you are worth going in for more. Yeah, that's and, all, uh, that's happened to me once before with another book. It was a sci-fi series. I didn't really like the first book, but I went ahead and and just because I already bought the, the the three after it. So I said, okay, I'm going to give the second one a ch- second a, a chance, and mm-hmm. I read it, and it got better. It's like, huh, all right. So I read the third one, and it got better. So he got better as he wrote them. Okay. You know, but the first, I mean, but if I had just said, I hate this book, I don't want to read anymore, I would have, I would have missed out on the other ones. But I'm not saying it's going to happen here. Well, I, think <laughs> but, you, I think you bought all three. I so, probably did, yeah. So, uh, my, oh, well, oh, well. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yeah, it's on my pile. I don't know when I'll get to it or if I'll get to it now. Uh, it, it's a low commitment. It's a yeah, short book. It's a short book, okay. Um, so yeah, I don't want to. I, I, I hate to tell people don't read this book, but I'm having a hard time <laughs> telling people read this book. Right, because you want to support the author, but you know, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a conundrum. So basically, kind of a thumbs down or middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna have to give this a thumbs down. But is it steampunk? <laughs> uh, it's Th- wild gears. west. There is gears. Um, um, She's a punk. She's a I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a Wild West Victorian genre. There are weird, you know, mechanical horses and exploding things, things, uh, guns built into canes and, and stuff. Sure. So it, it it falls it falls under our categories of steampunk. Then it's just not written very well, or the characters and you, right. you just don't like it. There, at least two out of three. I don't know if it's uh, uh, rebelling against oh, that's true. Uh, the system or, or the government or uh, concepts. Um, but, yeah, it's close enough. Sure. It's, <laughs> it's steampunk. It's steampunk, just not very good. <laughs> just not – I'm not digging it. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, in that case, well, tell us some good. Like news. I said, I, like I said, I have apparently I have that those three books on my shelf. I have not gotten to them because I always get distracted by other new shiny books. This one's written. I have a book here called Bronze Gods. It's written by A. A. Agira. 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 Uh, sure. Yeah. Agira. A. G. U. I. R. R. E. Now A. A. stands for it's a it's a married couple. Both their Anne and Andres. <laughs> it's a it's a col- collaboration. Anne and Andres. Andreas. Or Andre. Andre. It's hard to say. Right. So oh, but yeah. so they just went with A. A. and their okay. last name. All right. It's called Bronze Gods. It's um, not actually in England. It's in another. It's another. It's in another world. <laughs> it's a fantasy okay. world. Okay. All right. Um, but it is in the style of England. Basically, they have the same technology of Victorian England and that kind of stuff. Okay. Going along. Um, That's not uncommon, really. Right. That happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is more of it's a buddy cop mystery. Murder okay. mystery, is what it is. It's it's um. Apparently, a long time ago in their history, in their past, they crossed over into some other land or maybe another dimension. I'm not really quite sure. <laughs> they met the indigenous people, and obviously there was a war between them all, blah, blah, this and that and everything. And then they finally made up. They stopped fighting, and then they started to interbreed kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like when the, you know, Strangers like it happens. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like it happens in many, many places. However, you know, so, but, you know, throughout the ages, there's, you know, the the, the original indigenous, the, the, anyway. People have some, people with some low talented powers, I guess you can say. 
Like, like one, superpowers? Kind of. I mean, like, there's one lady in there, she's able to tell whether or not you're lying. She just knows truth or not okay. kind of thing, That's just from hearing cool. you. The, the the main detective, he his ability, he kind of gets a sense of, um, he just has, like, an extra normal sense, like a sixth sense kind of thing. But, you know, like, he can kind of tell your aura and what happened in an area, the the feelings and everything, you know, uh, okay. the stuff that happened, but it gives him, but it, but it really, but it, he pays a price for it when he uses it. He gets headaches and nosebleeds and stuff like that. So it's not comfortable for him to use his powers. Okay. Um, but anyway, the murderer is using these fancy techno gadgets. Oh, cha-ching. Yeah. These use, you know, like one of them is like, Best I can describe the way they describe it. It basically he used like these big gigantic magnets. See, like when you fry ants with a magnifying glass. Okay. <laughs> basically, these big mirrored things. And apparently, he'd use that to kill to kill somebody. And another one, he used some kind of water gadget, and another one, earth gadget. Basically, elements, elemental gadgets that he built to acquire power by these killings, such ritual killings. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's not just killing. For no, he's, he, has a, he has a reason behind it all. He's gathering power with these ritual killings. And, of course, these detectives have to find out why, not only who, but why, after a while. And, you know, there's a pattern. and you know, okay. It's a mystery. Sure. It's a murder mystery. And it's a, it was a really good murder mystery. It was really written well. I liked, I liked the characters. Um, she's the first – his partner is, a, is the first female detective that was, that's been given the honor of being a detective in the police department. <laughs> Um, she doesn't have any physical, any mental powers or anything. He's the one with the powers. The funny thing is, is the guy in the cover, he looks very much like, uh, one of the Doctor Who's. Yeah, he looks like, uh, <laughs> Matt Smith. Yeah, he kind of looks like Matt Smith, which I think is hilarious. And, and bowler hat doesn't hurt either. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a high cheekbone, bowler mm-hmm. hat, long face. But, I mean, as for, I mean, it was, it's a really good book, really good murder mystery. Um, is it steampunk? Well, it's Victorian style. Um, and there are gadgets. gadgets. I mean, every, apparently they have automobiles that are steam-powered. They drive around. They don't really go into them much, but all their automobiles are steam-powered. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? So, but they don't really have, like, I mean, she has, I mean, it looks like she has a fancy gun, some kind of weird technical gun. Mm-hmm. But when they just try them shooting people, they don't say, oh, they bring out the steam-powered gun or anything. They just say they, they pull out their gun and shoot. <laughs> they never explain what kind gun of gun, gun it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. gun is a gun. But the picture has, has her holding some kind of weird steampunky gun. I liked it. It was good. I recommend it. So, I mean, if and like once again, I don't really call it punk. <laughs> it's a steam right. mystery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can say. <laughs> um, okay. But Victorian, yes. Gadgets, yes. So two out of three. Boom. Steampunk. Ta-da. Okay. <laughs> so cool. yeah. Bronze Gods, A.A. Acurious. The first book in a series. Um, I don't. It's called a Bronze Gods, an apparatus in furnace novel. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Um, yeah. First in a new series. Um, I don't think the second one's even out yet, but if you see it, I recommend it. So, uh, definitely a thumbs up for you. Definitely a thumbs up for me. Excellent. So, that's that. Um, Anything, uh, the last thing we have on our list is uh, we just played a card game. (laughs) Yes, so uh, uh, our our good friend uh, uh, Jim uh, Trent. Jim Trent developed this uh, this uh, Twisted Skies card game. Um, I just realized, I think we may have done it wrong, because this has four to eight players. We were only two people. That, <laughs> that, that may be why, why we were having some problems. Um, and uh, he's had this card game out for a while. Mm-hmm. and uh, He started off as a Kickstarter, right? Uh, back, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, back, man, probably a few years ago. He's since then... Uh, Made a number of uh, expansions, uh, additional cards, a different additional characters. There's a lot of uh, characters and and weapons in this game. Uh, I don't want to get too mired in the details, but uh, we just played it. Yep. Before we recorded this show, mm-hmm. um, it took us about it, a couple hours. It it, it it took a while to play, but it didn't take long to learn. No. Per se. No, the, we were concerned because the rule, the the rules of the game, were like it's lengthy, twenty pages. Yeah, but uh, mostly because there's a lot of uh, pictures, and the, the rules were not actually that complicated. We we picked it up and ran with it pretty quickly. Um, Jim actually uh, also had a YouTube video 
that helped uh, laying that out helped a lot yeah the, the very basic uh, uh sequence of play and uh between that and the and the rule book we we jumped right into it it was pretty easy um you uh you the, the players mm-hmm. take uh take airships yep and um then we start to crew them well add, if you add crew members to the airship over over turns and add, give weapons to those characters and add weapons and armor to the ship mm-hmm. and uh, go on missions. And other char- other players try to keep you from su- being successful in your missions. Right, with these interrupt cards and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's all very airship piratey and, and uh, steampunky. And uh, it was fun. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I, with I, just two people, it, it, te- it did seem to drag... And I got the feeling that if we had, you know, four or more, uh, it would have like been apparently much that's more, what it recommends. <laughs> it would have been much more active, um, uh, and we wouldn't have gotten bogged down the way we did. Uh, yeah. So, so. But, but it was fun. I mean, and one of the things you might want—I mean, for for people who live locally, there might be some people in here you recognize. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he used a lot of uh, people he knew as as. Uh, Cards. Mm-hmm. They got their own cards and their names in there and abilities and whatnot. Yeah, um, a lot of the people from uh, Airship Isabella, uh, who used to reside in North Texas, but uh, have since moved to New Orleans, mm-hmm. but uh, are all very, um, very popular and, and active in the steampunk community uh, across the South. I think here. Yep. Um, You'll see them on these cards, so uh, you may recognize some of them. We definitely seen those yep. those folks before. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I had two of the two of the people I knew personally on my crew. <laughs> it, it, I think one of them is set up for an interview. Yes, later. the plan. Yes, yes. I I, I think uh, no. Well, a couple of weeks in the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be yeah. interviewing them because uh, it's we're going to be. I'll be meeting them in San Antonio at the at a comic book convention. It was the best, the only time I can figure out we can get together. <laughs> So yeah, so that was really interesting, uh, finding finding people we knew on the cards. But that's not necessary. No, uh, no. To be part of the enjoyment, it could be anybody. Um, most of the people in there we don't know. Yeah, that's true. Like I said, I really only recognize those two people. Um, but still, but it was fun um, going on missions and uh, yeah, yeah e- and, easy and game to pick up and and throw some friends into and just. Uh, yeah, don't, have, yeah, don't be intim- don't be intimidated by the big rule book. It's not that difficult, really. And watch the, if you watch the YouTube yeah. video at the same time, it'll all click together. Yeah, I think that was just my my uh, expectation that it was going to be complicated. It wasn't. It was cool. It was fun, and I, I won by sacrificing my ship essentially, <laughs> but I won. Man, the whole <laughs> game, I was uh, I was I, I felt comfortably in the lead. Uh, Flavio struggled to get enough cards in his hand to, to start with, yeah, to really get anywhere. Um, where I had uh, done a couple of missions already and gotten the bounty of additional cards, so I was always on top <laughs> until the end. He killed my my pirate uh, captain, uh, and he was the guy I'd beefed up with all the <laughs> the tools and gadgets. And when he was gone, man, I was hobbled. Yep. <laughs> makes a difference <laughs> need that captain but yeah it was a good game i recommend it um twisted I, skies i would definitely play it again and again uh does it have yeah uh so go to www.madravenproductions.com which is uh jim trent's uh website mm-hmm. and uh twisted skies is listed there along with a number of other uh products that uh, jim has come out with or you may find him at a convention nearby if you're in the state of Texas, uh, if you are going to be at uh, uh, Steampunk November, I'm sure he's going mm. to be there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I can guarantee he's going to be there. Uh, so definitely look him up. Tell him you heard about him on our show. Yes. That would be nice. Because didn't you tell him we were going to review it uh, when, you, when he gave it to you? Yes, yes. So uh, this is it. We're reviewing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, full disclosure, he gave us a, a copy of the, of the game for free even though I wanted to pay him. Um, and I said we would definitely be reviewing it. Um, but it was a good game, even even if I had to pay for it. 
Yes, it would have been worth it. There's, I mean, there's expansion packs we can look into as well, right? There's like yeah, two yeah. or three expansion I'll packs. I'll throw money few, at him sooner or later. There's a few. It's like same thing. Like, we have the same problem with Steve. Steve doesn't let us pay money either. Steve Metz, <laughs> if, if you listen to our show, we interviewed him uh, a couple months ago, and he had a card game uh, that he played with us, uh, sort of similar to this one, uh, where you don't actually take missions, but you build a a, a yeah, you, you build up your airship and then a, you fight each other with or, them or a steampunk. <laughs> Vehicle, of, vehicle some kind. of some kind, and then you smash them into each other, uh, <laughs> which is also very interesting. Um, yep. As well as we, I mean, we also played another card game. Where all it was was just build your airship. That's all it was. There was no fighting. Just build yeah, the airship. Was, we played that, that one, reviewed simple. that one re- recently. That's a that's a really quick and easy one as well. Um, you can. But they've all played very differently. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Uh, there have been similarities, but but they've definitely had different feels to it once you got onto it so this was a lot of fun yep and i got my eye on another one that i've seen on um that i've seen out there called zeppelin attack i, have, I don't have it yet but i'm thinking about it okay <laughs> we'll, we'll think about that later um mm. and we'll be reviewing uh there's another game that i've got uh doomtown yeah which is a a uh, deck building game i've got it we just haven't had a chance to to uh play through it and make uh, opinions of it uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that in the near future huh? yeah. so I think that's all our reviews I mean I guess we can talk quickly about uh, we went and saw the play uh, Faustus what was that? oh yeah uh, the tragical history of Dr. Faustus right we saw that last uh, show we mentioned that it is being it was it is, continues to be performed at uh, um, a really cool theater out there Somewhere, uh, uh, it's uh, the Globe <laughs> Theater, or a reproduction of the Globe Theater, uh, on the Richard Garriott's backyard. Um, yeah, by, it's really, it was a really cool venue. By the Barons Men, that's the name of the uh, the cast, Barons Men, um, and they did a really great job. Um, the performance was fantastic. The costumes were were really I mean, on point. Yeah, um, the play itself. Hmm. I, I'd never seen it before. Neither have I. Didn't have really I. know what I was getting into. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even realize it was an Elizabethan play, uh, but uh, but it is, and it was it was interesting to see the attitudes of the Elizabethan era about education yeah. and and. <laughs> yeah, the guy uh, makes a deal with the devil, and he asks for books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's, he sells his soul to the devil, so the devil gives him homework. <laughs> right. Astrology and other things. Well, as- astronomy. <laughs> astronomy, He actually sorry. wants to know about what the, the real, how, how the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars all work together. Um, and he asks about biology, yeah. um, you know, how do, how do plants work and animals work and uh so he got a book (laughs) he gives him a book and uh, necromancy because he wants to know you know the secrets of of medical science for for reviving people from the dead so he got a book and and another book um yeah i mean he really apparently he had the ability to do anything he wanted i mean that's what the devil said he he has the spirits at his at his command for 24 years after which he will uh, gladly go to uh, to hell and serve right. Satan. But but he didn't really do anything that bad with it. Like he didn't no. take over things. He, he, or didn't, he just... didn't ask for like loads of money or power or. He, he did ask for his... that one woman though. Well, well, you know, Helena Troy, or Troy. I, does he take her as you know? I thought he did. <laughs> Maybe he did. But, well, you know, Helena Troy, why wouldn't you? Yeah, true. I mean, they she's the face of launched, launched a thousand ships, right? <laughs> That's what I told. Um, <laughs> but anyway. But mostly, I, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't kill his enemies. No. He played some funny tricks on the Pope at one point. Yep, yeah. But, I mean, just, you know, scaring <laughs> the bejesus out of him and making him think there are ghosts. Well, that's funny. <laughs> right, and all that for his soul, you know. So it, it was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he wasn't a sinner. He wasn't, uh, you know trying to commit heinous acts he just wanted to study and for that he he's he's damned to hell that because because god doesn't think much of 
Science. Right. But regardless of the plays content the acting was really good i like i like the main character yeah, his yeah. his acting was awesome um i, I think mean, the, i thought everybody was great yeah the the they had the seven deadly sins women dressed these women with the seven deadly sins on their embroidered on their uh, costumes and sloth was hilarious um <laughs> yes <laughs> I, those dresses were were fantastic i i we talked to uh rath after the show uh, our friend Jennifer Fielding, who we've worked with before, uh, and she was telling us, yeah, they were really cramming to get yeah. to get all those costumes together, made for the show, and pulling every bit of talent from anyone they could find to, do to get the, the costumes em- done, and embroidery, and the cost, and, and sewing, and everything, uh, and it, it really paid off, as far as we could tell, you know, from from the audience, uh, it, it was it was really beautiful. Yep, and 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 the theater itself is just a great venue. I'm 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 never I'm I'm surprised I never heard of it or been there before, and it's been there a long time. <laughs> well, yeah. not a long, long time, but it's been there long enough that I should have heard of it. Oh, they've been it. performing there for years, yeah. I am told. But yeah, I had never been uh, to one of these performances uh, there before. I'd seen the theater because I'd been to uh-huh. the site yeah. for other for other things occasionally, and I saw it over there. But I never went in uh, or. You know, had the opportunity to to see a show at the Globe Theater, and uh, it was really nice. It was really cool. Yep. So I, you know, I think they're done for the season. I think I don't know when they're gonna when they're gonna start another show, but you know, I I recommend going out there just to check out the theater, if anything. You know, and the play is probably gonna be pretty good. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Since I mentioned we're recording this on Friday, but it's coming out on Monday. Between now and when you're listening, they will have performed it once more. And I think they have one more week. Yeah, next week so on the twentieth. The weekend of the twentieth will be, the, I think, the last week for it. So mm-hmm. if you get a chance, go see it. Uh, and you can buy but, tickets in advance. We yeah. did, or or you can buy them uh, there uh, on site. I, I recommend paying the extra dollar for the back, the seat back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the Globe Theater, you know, was just benches that you would be sitting in for three hours, however long. Yeah. Uh, and they have they have stadium uh, uh, cushions that they will rent to you for a dollar, and it is so worth it. Definitely. Uh, you can also bring a picnic lunch. You can uh, BYOB mm-hmm. and you know drink your beer while you're watching the the, uh, the show. I did not realize that when we went, um, but that would have been a, a nice thing to do. Definitely. Uh, so if you're going, that that is an option open to you. Yep, so definitely recommend that. Um, so I think that's it for all that. We'll be, we're going to take a little break here, and we'll come back with uh, give you some stuff that's going on in the next month, or the rest of the month, and a little bit into next month in November, and, uh, and we'll, we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Yes, time for uh, what's going on the rest of the month and a little bit into November. Um, first thing I see on my list is uh, on ten twenty first. Apparently, there's a Halloween cosplay ball in Harker Heights Library. Um, it's not really steampunk per se, but the Central Texas steampunk people are were talking about it, and it even says steampunk on their flyer. Oh well. <laughs> so by yeah, all means, they're, yes, they're they recommend. Asking. You know, they don't recommend, but they say wear a steampunk, wear this and wear that. But you know, so that's the first thing they say is wear steampunk. So if you want to wear steampunk and go to a Halloween ball. It's going to be on the 21st, but the weird thing is it's only from 6 to 8, so it's not a very long ball, so you won't be out late. <laughs> or if you had other plans, you know, it's not going to really cut into those. Come on by, meet and mingle, and then uh, go on to, uh, you know, whatever else your Halloween adventures entail. Yep. And, and, you'll be, cool. and you'll be dressed. You'll be dressed up, so go have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> um, apparently there's something else going on in another library in Dallas. What was that? Oh, the Edgar Allan Poe uh, uh, Victorian Victorian Halloween. Uh, that's October twenty second in the Dallas Public Library. Uh, that is uh, starting at ten a.m. and going through four p.m. So it doesn't cut it into your evening festivities. But um, yeah, they're planning a day of Victorian style steampunkery uh, featuring. Edgar Allan Poe and Tales of Victorian Monsters. Uh, there's costume contest, Frankenstein's Lab. Um, wow. 
all kinds of good stuff. That, that, that sounds pretty fun. That, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good time uh, up in Dallas. So if uh, I'm, I'm liking that the libraries are getting into all this kind of stuff, you know. I, I, yeah, I, definitely. I, steampunk <laughs> is very it, it's a, a literary movement. So libraries, yes. yeah. That, so yeah, if so you're in the Dallas area and looking for some steampunk activity, that's definitely one to go into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on on the twenty second during the during the day, he said ten a.m. Yeah, yep, starting at ten till four. So yeah, it won't it won't be a late day for you either if you go to that one. Um, so that 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 sounds really cool. So the next on the list I see is on the twenty seventh of October, steampunk mixer at the Lamp Factory in San Marcos again. We talked <laughs> about the Lamp Factory before, uh, and uh, we we went to their last mixer. I think we talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. so it won't go on for too long. But it, it was. It was really cool. It was a really cool site. We had site. a really good time, um, and they want to meet more, more steampunks. Yeah, I'm really liking. I'm really liking the fact that there's actually a, they they call themselves a steampunk lamp factory. I mean, and the guy's into steampunk, and he's 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 going for it. I like it. <laughs> now that is a Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah, and 27. like last time, we had to like rush straight from work to get there, so yeah. we weren't dressed. And, yeah, I uh, felt out of place. It was weird. <laughs> maybe we can. Do a little more planning ahead of time this time. So, yep. Throw something in the car so we could put something on on the way. Uh, definitely. I mean, we'll, I, I definitely plan to be there. We'll definitely be there. Yeah. What's so that's that's on the twenty seventh. Um, after that, we go into November. Um, November fifth, the the Wimberley flood gauges are at it again. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. having a, their first variety sale and show. Um, basically, they're gonna be there's gonna be vendors. And apparently, there's gonna be entertainment. They didn't go into any detail what the entertainment is gonna be. I'm assuming it's going to be music. <laughs> um, I know that I, I think all their vendor slots have sold out. Um, I, last I saw, I think there was two left. Um, it's a $35 booth fee. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's damn good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I think you're going to be there. Yes, they asked. Uh, they they were looking. They made a call out for a photography booth, and my name was thrown in the hat, and and I said, oh, sure, I'll do it. So now I'm going to be there with my photography. I have a backdrop. Um, I can do green screening. I just have, or I just have regular plain black backdrops. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you want, you get dressed up in your finery and get your picture taken with me. I'll be there, as well as uh, I think the lab factory is going to be there too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as well as many other vendors, a few other vendors. I'm not really sure how know, many they had total. I know of at least uh, one author that's going to be there that we yep. reviewed a book, her book before. Yep. Um, and uh, the Lamb Factory, and yeah, it's going to be cool. It is the week before uh, the big, big, big show. The, yes, uh, November 11th. Well, the weekend of November 11th, 12th, and 13th. Right, uh, Steampunk November. Yay, Steampunk November. We've heard so, I've heard so much about this from past years. I've never gone. This will be my first year. I'm excited. Me too, me too. Uh, I've, we've had friends that have gone in, in last year and the year before that who swear it is a great thing. And uh, we would have a great time, so we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna. Yep, we're just going as spectators, and you yeah, know, yeah. we're not doing anything special there, but we're gonna have fun. I hope. I mean, on Saturday, I believe Frenchie and the Punk are gonna be there, and we awesome. we really like Frenchie and the Punk. We've seen them many times, and they're always a blast to be around. You know, they're very nice people. <laughs> um, and that's only one of the bands that uh, I know are playing there. Yep. Um, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but it, we won't be disappointed. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's a big deal. I mean it's it's, it's I think it's it's currently the I'm I'm going to say I'm practically the biggest steampunk gathering in Texas right now. Oh, in Texas, sure. Yeah, yeah in Texas. I mean, we we talk about Texas. You know, so. Well, I, I, I'm generally I'm finding it fairly disappointing the uh, the Texas the, gatherings, the, the gatherings that we have here as at a convention level. Yeah, uh, we have lots of of small things that we talk about you know every two weeks, and there's lots of ways to have fun. But uh, major conventions seem to have fallen flat in Texas. There, there have been attempts, but uh, yep. but right now we only have the one, uh, Steampunk November, and it's and it's, everybody's putting all of their energy. Sounds into Sounds like it's thriving. It's thriving. So let's keep it going. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, if that's what we're is that if that's all we have to look forward to, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it well. Um, you know. But like I said, I mean, we got so many steampunks gathering near. I mean, we got people in San Antonio now. We got people in Wimberley. We got people in Central Texas. Kerrville, yeah. Colleen. Uh, you know, so I mean, there's plenty of us out there. So if we want to make a big gathering here, we can maybe do it. We just got to get together and work at it, people. <laughs> you know, Wimberley's definitely trying, you know. 
So let's you know let's help so, them yeah, out. Steampunk November. Uh, if if you're gonna go to one event all year, definitely go to Steampunk go, November. Go to it. If you're gonna go to more than one event event all year, go to Steam Nove- Steampunk November first and get enthusiastic. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and uh, yeah, take it home with you. And, uh, take it from there. Uh, I'm really excited. This is gonna be so cool. I agree. And I mean, apparently there's there's camping available. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's also hotels not very far away if you don't want to camp, which is what we're, which is what I'm doing. I'm getting a hotel room. It did start as a <laughs> camping event, and a lot of people will be camping, but camping is not our thing. And there's uh, reasonable rates at the hotel in in town, and uh, so that's that's how we're gonna play it. Definitely. So um, that that that's all I have. Um, looks like uh, yeah, I think we're doing good. We we, yeah. we did well. I think um you know thanks for listening. Come come by our Facebook page, Texas Steampunk Connection. Give us another like. Tell your friends about us. Have them like us. If you are already <laughs> planning on going to Steampunk November, uh, and you see us, say hello. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Flavio. He's Thax. <laughs> you can you can look us up on Facebook. See what our ugly faces look like. Um, <laughs> we're, we're we're keen to to meet anybody who's who's listening out there all right uh, tell us how, tell us what you think um things we can do better things we can do worse i don't know or, or you know <laughs> just say hi that's yeah, cool that yeah saying hi is even better but uh yeah um i think that's it for today for this show and uh until next time um i think I'm, i think next one's going to be an interview most likely yeah because that's the plan yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah until then uh mind your gauges i know i don't have to say that again but i like saying it you know. See you in two weeks. Bye. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection. Music was Doc Brown's Cakewalk by Charles L. Johnson, recorded back in 1899. Be sure to give us a like at our Facebook page, Texas Steampunk Connection, where you will find links to related topics on this episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, mind your gauges. gauges.